All right, what up, what up? My name is Jonathan D'Angelo, AKA Johnny D, and you are tuned into the first Blurred View session. I am here with my girl, Kitty Kaboom. And <laughs> what are you cosplayed as? Should I be offended? No, you shouldn't be offended. If, if anything, if you are a Pop Team Epic fan, you'll get the joke. Mm -hmm. um, I am like half-ass wearing my peepee me, Pop Team Epic cosplay today for this interview because um, I didn't. I had so much fun in it, you know, during WonderCon. I just felt like I had to put it on again. So yeah, I'm wearing Peepee Me. Uh, Pop Team Epic is was pretty big in Japan. It still is. It's getting bigger and bigger. It's it started off as a manga mm -hmm. and then got really really popular. It's about two chibi little schoolgirls. The ones with big old eyes, if you've seen all those memes on the internet, and, oh, okay. you know, two girls being, you know, everybody off, that's them, so. Yeah, I've seen that. I was, yeah, I've seen that. I've definitely seen that. And I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. not gonna, <laughs> yeah, you appreciate the education, because there are people who don't know. Um, so, let's get down to the basics. So, where are you from? Where are you from? I'm from, I am from L.A., like, born and raised. Where in L.A.? Where in L.A.? Like, L.A., L.A., born in, like, the Queen of Angels Hospital, L.A., like, legit Los Angeles. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> when I say L.A., I mean L.A. <laughs> so, like, so, like, like, uh-huh, go ahead. Like, a downtown, smack in the middle, downtown L.A. Oh, okay, okay, bet, bet. So, like, Lakers or Clippers? It's, it's Lakers. It's Lakers. Okay, good. I'd hate it's to have Lakers to and, and now, okay, it's, and nobody get mad. Okay, I, I don't want to do the sports debate, <laughs> but it's Lakers. All right, it's Lakers, and it's also Warriors, okay? So just everybody calm down. I have family up north. I work up north, too. You end up going to games. You know, your company ends up, you know, letting you guys get tickets to go to games, and then you end up, like, in a whole different team, and it's not your fault. So I can like two teams. <laughs> No, no, no. Basketball. <laughs> no, 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 no. I get it. I get it. Because, no, I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a diehard Lakers fan. My mom told me that if we weren't Lakers fans, she would spank us and banish us from the house. So I've been a Lakers fan yes. since birth. But but <laughs> I do go for Golden State simply because they're winning and the Lakers are rebuilding. So I don't play 2K, but I bought the limited edition Kobe Bryant 2K when he retired just because it's Lakers, it's Kobe, and it's legacy. So I'm not even mad at you. But you said two football teams. So who are your two football teams? Oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Baseball and um, baseball and basketball. Like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm not into football that much. Oh, but, okay. like, baseball, baseball, it's Dodgers and Giants. Yes. I, mm. I, like, I like the whole California teams. We, we don't have to segregate and do half and half. Like, I appreciate them. <laughs> so, yes, uh, Giants um, and Dodgers. And I used to be a very, very big Dodgers fan. And um, it was because my grandpa, he, you know, mm. he loved his uh, Los Toyers, you know. You grow up and watch him play, his, uh, watch him, you know, sit in his little old cute man chair with his little chihuahua and watch his Dodger games, like, every cute. Sunday when we go visit. And that, that like... I grew up with that, you know, and then um, sadly he passed away a while back and, you know, I'm waiting for the Dodgers to actually win a World Series <laughs> because there was 
There was one Star Wars event that they did there, and I dressed up, and I was on the field watching the fireworks show. Mm -hmm. They, like, let everybody go on the field who, like, paid for the Star Wars ticket. It was really cool. And I grabbed some dirt from, um, from like, I was kind of, like, in between second and third base. So I grabbed some dirt in between, you know, the bases, and I'm waiting for them to win, like, a World Series so I can give it – put that on, put that dirt on my grandpa's grave and be like, hey, they finally did it. So, you know, so love the Dodgers because, you know, there's family tied to it. Yeah, definitely. And the Giants, the Giants, I love those idiots because, you know, for the past six, seven years, I've been a fan of them. You know, the essence of teamwork and all the characters they are. Like, swear to God, you can make an anime off of them. Like, <laughs> seriously. Sports animes, like, you could do an anime based off, you know, the Giants about five years ago. With, like, you know, Morris and Panda and everybody on the team. It would be, like, a great anime. Be, you know, the sports anime. So, <laughs> but, yeah. So, you know, baseball, basketball. I love all California teams. Ladies and gentlemen, your girl is versatile. I like that. <laughs> so, how old, <laughs> how old are you? <laughs> That is actually really funny you bring that up. Um, it is an online mystery. Everybody has been wanting to know how old I am, and nobody knows really the correct age, except, like, me and my dog and my cat, and, you know, my mom and dad, and that's about it. But everybody else, um, I can't say because it's still an ongoing game. Like, um, one of my best friends Googled my name, and it was like, Kitty Kaboom, pictures. Kitty Kaboom, you know, social media. Kitty Kaboom's age. That was the third thing looked up. <laughs> when... <laughs> I'm like, wow, y'all are stalkers out there. Calm yourself. Does it matter? Jesus. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I Googled the same thing and could not find it. And I was like, you're the only <laughs> cosplayer to not have an age. That is, and you know what? Hey, it is what it is. The immortal Kitty Kaboom. It. I'm freaking immortal. I've been called a vampire so much. Like, it's just whatever. I'm up there. Like, I learned from Keanu Reeves, you know? <laughs> it's a secret society. I can't say anymore. You guys stop asking about it. We're not going to tell you. If you ever watch Bleach, you know, like, I'm like Shinigami gods. We're a couple thousand years old. Just... Mm. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you, you and and Kitty and Cutie Pie Sensei are the ones that like people are like, how old are these people? Like what's going on? So yeah. Well, it's not out there and you're not gonna get it from the blurred view, but I tried. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I couldn't get Sorry. it. I tried Sorry. to So Maybe if someone sets me like a fat ass check, I'll say it, but whatever. <laughs> Just kidding. I wouldn't do it for a few million either. I love this game. I just want it to be like a mystery. That so. hey, that's never, never, ever post birthday photos. Somebody's gonna snitch on that cake one day. Somebody's gonna rat you out. Well, see, the thing is, is that with my cakes, like my cakes are usually memes. So, like this year, it was Uganda Knuckles Super Saiyan on my cake. So <laughs> with a whole bunch of memes. What? So, 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 so you have, this is what I, do. I throw off the interviewers, okay? You have cake 
Yeah, yeah, meme cakes. Yeah, meme cakes is birthday cakes. Yes, or I put like a bunch of my favorite anime figures all over the cakes. Like last year, it was like Ken Masters doing a Shoryuken. So, and like year before that, it was just like a bunch of figures. Usually, like my favorite uh, like characters I've cosplayed are on the cake. Let me let me see if I have my Uganda Knuckles cake picture real quick to show you. But you know, it, it said like. I, I had a joint birthday uh, with a homegirl who's in the FGC as well. Mm -hmm. She came down from, like, Oregon because she wanted a party. And, um, yeah, we had, like, a badass cake and all this funny stuff. And, you know, the, the cake was just, I'm like, since we called it our fusion birthday party. Mm. So I needed something, you know, Dragon Ball fusion related on the cake. And since everybody loved, you know, you know, the way cake. <laughs> so we had a, let me I know I know someone's tagged me in a photo hold on here but yeah I wrote a bunch of like little meme bubbles and stuff and we put it all over the cake like uh, Kitty and Sarah are queens or the queen and they know the way and all this other shit so yeah here's here's a good one I don't know if you can see it, but there's there's me and my Colleen cosplay, and oh god, you can't see it. Yeah, I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, just, uh, I'll get it from. My, it's yeah. My Instagram, trust me, it's there, anyways. But it's hilarious. I'll pull it off your Instagram and post it on the page, and maybe uh, I don't know, maybe we'll have you walk in front of a mirror and see if your true age shows. <laughs> That is why you don't see mirrors anywhere. I noticed that. I noticed the King of Fighters and like the you know the 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 Power Girl and no mirrors and and now I'm like how it's a, a a woman lives there and there's not one mirror. We're gonna. Yes, it's a body positivity. Don't have mirrors anywhere. <laughs> there you go. So what got you first? It, like, what what made you a nerd? Like, everybody has something. Everybody has that one TV show, that one comic, that one person. What got you into being a nerd in general? Like, what was that spark that lit the flame? Okay, like, honestly, I look back at my life as a kid, and it's just like, shit. I was, like, raised Japanese. Because, you know, we're, we're part Japanese in my family. Mm. Uh, very small part, but it's there, whatever. Uh, lots of divorces and things. Anyway, so <laughs> I was raised very Japanese. Uh, you know, grew up eating, you know, miso soup and rice balls that, like, my dad taught me how to make and stuff from his friends. And he grew up in Okinawa for a while. So, you know, he kind of had that in him already and just kind of, like, it trickled down to me and my sister. But, um... I always watched anime and did not realize it was anime growing up. And not only that, we always had video games in the house. Okay, like dad had an Atari, dad had, you know, the, there was always Nintendo, there was always Sega Genesis, you know, it, everything we had, you know, it just, I grew up basically playing and loving video games and all these video game characters. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, and then fighting games, Street Fighter comes out, and then you got Chun-Li, and then SNK comes out, and you got, like, Final Fight, and Fatal Fury, and Terry, and Mai, and, I'm, and then, you know, Darkstalkers comes out, and I have Morgan and Felicia, so I end up playing all these female video game characters that I'm just in love with because 
they're so different and unique and nothing is like that mm. you know at that point in time it was um am i gonna play with some my little ponies or which i did anyways but and then it's like or barbies am i gonna play with barbies and like makeup or do i want to watch anime and you know like idolize these badass chicks fighting mm. so you know I kind of, again, did a little bit of the same, but then everything started leaning towards video games. So that's what started it. It was video games and then fighting games. Mm, okay. And then all, all of these, uh, all of these, you know, characters from either Capcom side or SNK's side that, again, were just amazing because in the U.S. watching, you know, cartoons, our superheroes back then, yeah, we had X-Men. Okay, mm -hmm. X-Men were cool, but there wasn't really, you know, much else. So then there are all these, like, you know, unique fighting game characters that do all these special moves. You know, they're normal people, but they can do cool shit. So it's just like, oh, my God, I want I want to be that, you know, mm -hmm. instead of a mutant shark or something riding around on a motorcycle. But, you know, I can actually be like Hold a on, cool wait. martial artist. Hold on. Pause. Pause. So. You're not gonna diss street sharks. That's what you're not gonna do. All right. You're not gonna I mean, diss street sharks. Street sharks. I'm just saying, like, can I relate more to a street shark or can I relate more to like the video game characters I'm playing? All I'm saying is two things. <laughs> two things. One, one, I need you not to respect street sharks or biker mice from Mars. All right. I need you not to disrespect them. <laughs> also, I just for the record want to show that she remembers both of those, which means she is at least 28 years old. 20, yeah, we'll say she's about 20, she's she's about 21, but 24-ish. We're getting somewhere. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. I revealed I revealed what she knows. I'm not going to play the guessing game, but here's the funny thing. Go ahead. Uh, I have an older sibling. Ah, oh, so you cheated. I didn't say I cheated. <laughs> but you, all right, all right, all right. Age, and you keep trying to ruin my Google search that I'm so proud of. <laughs> yo, yo, Mama Con tickets to the person who can get Kitty Kaboom's age. Mama Con tickets. <laughs> Mama con tickets to the person who can get her age. There will be a manhunt. Okay, really, like borderline insulting. You need to be thrown out like E3 tickets or like San Diego Comic Con tickets for this. Oh, like, what? Viewers. Number two. For the viewers' sake. And number two, no. <laughs> I'm going to start a nerd internet witch hunt, witch hunt over Mama con tickets. So, okay, so we know what got you into being a nerd, all right? We know what got you into being a nerd. Yes. What got you into cosplay? Was it the badass females and you wanted to dress like them and look like them? And what, like, what was that? Okay, it was them and it was all the anime growing up. Got you. You know, watching Dragon Ball, watching Dragon Ball Z, waking up at like 5.30 in the morning to catch like 
uncut clips of Dragon Ball Z on Telemundo, you know, they had, uh, they had Dragon Ball Z, and, you know, it was, like, totally uncut violence, so, you know, woke up early for that. Seeing all these characters I love, you know, Sailor Moon and Gundams and Dragon Ball and all this, like, plus, you know, Morgan Felicia, all that stuff. I just wanted to start dressing up as these characters I loved from all these video games and, like, my favorite animes. So that's, that's kind of what did it, you know? So what is... I got tired of dressing up as Disney princesses for Halloween. I was just like, this shit's boring. Oh. I'm over it. I'm over yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that. I definitely feel you on that. So, 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 what's your favorite cosplay that you made? Like, what's what's? And this is coming from a fan, actually. This question. So, what's the what's your favorite cosplay that you made so far? I don't have one because there are so many of my cosplays I've done, and it's just like they're they have they're my favorites for different things. So give me like example. My, yeah. My Final Fantasy, my Final Fantasy uh, Tifa cosplay. Mm -hmm. I met Stephen Chow in that, okay, mm -hmm. and he literally made the bouncer who was trying to shoo me away because the bouncer thought I was taking too long talking to him, but he was the one asking me questions, like was trying to like, okay, the line needs to move, and Stephen Chow just straight went, I'm talking with her. Give us a second. You know what? Come sit by me, mm -hmm. and he pulls up his chair right next to him at his booth you know where he's doing this signing and he has me sit right next to him and we exchange information because like I gave him some of my martial art pictures and stuff I had I told him I do martial arts I do like you know filming and you know a little bit of stunt acting and he's like okay this is my producer I want you to give him your address your email and your phone number Wow as like and then we traded pictures. I took a picture with him, and he's like, can I have one of your pictures? And it was, like, me doing, like, a kung fu pose and, like, this badass martial arts outfit. Um, I'll send you a pic of that, too. And he kept one, and then he signed one for me. And then I have pictures of me and him in my Tifa uh, Final Fantasy VII version, um, the right version. And we're together, <laughs> and, like, that is, like, the best memory I have as being Tifa. And then... My Kingdom Hearts Leon cosplay with like my six and a half foot giant gunblade prop. I have the best story of meeting Tetsuya Nomura in that costume and him signing my gunblade personally to me, drawing a little drawing on it for me. And I will like never forget the words he said to me. Like he spotted me out in the crowd uh, during uh, G4 video game awards because me and a group of friends like. We got hired to be at the G4E Awards for their first one. This was like in 2003. And um, he was there and he was getting like best video game, you know, of the year for Kingdom Hearts. And at the after party, he looks at me and I look at him and I about like lose all functions of my body. Because <laughs> he's like, he's, he looks at me and he goes, you look like my Tifa. Wow. Tetsuya Nomura says I look like his Tifa, wow. which I have cosplayed. And I, again, I all, I just, I don't even know how I was able to speak words back to him. <laughs> like, 
thinking about it now, it's like, damn, I was like, I did not lose my shit. I was cool as a cucumber. Why can't I do that now? But, um, yeah, and then his entourage kept telling me, oh, kuchibiru, kuchibiru. They wanted me to give him a kiss on the cheek. Mm-hmm. So I gave him a kiss on the cheek, and I'm really mad I don't have that picture anymore. And, like, I don't even talk to the people who probably have it. But, oh, my God, I got so much hate with all the fangirls, like, and other female cosplayers that night. Wow. And then a picture of us, a picture of all of us together with, like, my arm around Tetsuya or, or something, or, like, us really close together came up and was printed in PlayStation Magazine from the event. So I really wish I had that magazine article, too. But, like, you know, it was hard to find back then. So this was, like, 2003. Wow, that's incredible. I, again, it's like I have seven or eight cosplays that are my ultimate favorites because they have all these great memories tied in. And, you know, this day and age, it's like half of those super famous people don't even go near the convention floor anymore because people are crazy. Yeah, definitely. So, so I'm like so lucky and fortunate to have those memories. So, so how long, okay, so since we don't have, I guess we don't have one good one well one favorite favorite what i mean how long does it take you on average to make a costume if it is like a normal costume like this where it's a schoolgirl outfit with not much detail maybe you know a, a slightly detailed prop or something about two three days hmm. i can whip out something in two or three days you know because last minute half-ass con crunch where did time go? Oh my God, we got four days till the con. We got this bright idea to do this last minute cosplay. Let's do it. And then, whoop, you bust it out, mm. you know? In a late night caffeine induced freaking work mode, and you get it done. So, but if I'm really putting like heart and soul and time into it, two to three weeks okay. uh, constantly working on the costume. So I've never had, um, I'm, I'm sad to say, I've never had a cosplay, which has taken me a year to do or six months to do off and on. But then again, with so many cons I do and so many costumes I do, mm-hmm. I don't want to take that long to, you know, make something. Um, there are a few giant cosplays that I want to do in the future. It's just all space and money. So... To make a full detailed costume I want to make that I can finish under like four to six months um, and would cost probably around two grand with all the lights and effects and props I want to make for it. It's just going to be so giant. Like I, I would probably, I'd say average if I wanted to do this special cosplay I've been dying to do for years, like probably about four months nonstop working on it till it was done. Hmm. But I need a bigger house first. <laughs> Look, don't. I, I need a bigger house to keep it in. We, we all do. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> so. For the figure, for everything, like, need a bigger house. <laughs> de- definitely. Definitely. I don't even have my figures up because there's no room anywhere in my apartment to put these figures. And I have. Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, Sideshow, Emperor Palpatine from uh, Return of the Jedi. Like, I have just so many. I have DC comic stuff. I have my favorite comics. I just, ev- stuff is everywhere. And I just threw it in a box. 
Yeah, same. You just put it in the box, and then you end up building, like, this Tetris wall of figures, and then you're just like, you know, I'll get to these at some point of time. I just need to make space and room. Mm. And then you end up buying, like, two or three more figures throughout the year. <laughs> so. So, <laughs> so, what was here's, – here's a question. I don't know if you've ever been asked this, but here's an interesting question for you that I thought of um, five minutes before this. Um what is your what was your first cosplay failure if any like what was the first cosplay that you actually were like oh fuck <laughs> like or have you had any of those i think um before i realized the word cosplay and was labeled a cosplayer mm -hmm. remember how i told you like i got tired of being disney princesses for halloween yeah so yeah. i tried to be sailor pluto one year Hmm. I'm a kid. Okay, I'm a kid. I don't know how to sew. I don't know how the hell to make anything. You know, I'm like lost as all hell on what to do. You know, my mom has friends that sew and but they I, I showed them my Sailor Moon illustration books and you know, people look at those illustration books I would show them like if I was a little kid showing them porn. My God. Like they're just like <laughs> What? <laughs> These are girls. They're wearing this. You want to be this. Okay. I can't make that. And it's just like, so what do you do? So um, there's this stupid bathing suit shop in my town. And um, I went in there with my illustration books and with my little straight from Japan Sailor Pluto figure. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be this. And they're, they look at it and they're like, because they also sewed and made dance uniforms. So, you know, for all dance troops in my area, you know, that's where everybody got their costumes done. And, you know, it's kind of like a leotard and stuff. So they made it for me. I did a bunch of chores, paid 75 bucks to have it made. Um, I can't believe I'm actually going to talk about this right now. But, like, for Sailor Pluto staff. Now, remember, I'm a kid. I don't know what cosplay is. I don't know anything, so don't hold this against me. Like, I was just like, she has this big old staff. How am I going to make this staff? So since I was a little kid and, you know, you're just looking around the house, scrounging around for stuff, I found, like, <laughs> the cardboard tubes that are left over from Christmas wrapping paper. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. I don't want to tell the rest of the story. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. Okay, let me, okay, fine. Let me, let me break even. Let me break even. So, let me break even with you then. Let me break even with you. So, when I was, hold on. So, when I was a, uh, when I was a wee lad, all right, when I was a wee lad, I had... Harry Potter had just came out. Harry Potter was like the greatest thing ever. I read the books and like it was uh, Sorcerer's Stone. And I was like, yeah, I'm so into this, right? This is my first cosplay. And I was like, yeah, I'm so into this. And so I read Sorcerer's Stone and I was like, mom, 
I want to be Harry Potter for uh, Halloween. Now, this was before the world was really accepting <laughs> of diverse characters. And so, you know, of course I got, of course I got, like, well, you're black. How are you going to be Harry Potter? And I was like, well, I just wanted to be Harry Potter. So my mom was like, my mom was like, okay. You know, she felt my struggle. She was like, all right. So no problem. So she went to the store and she bought me, um, because uh, uh, she saw the cover of Sorcerer's Stone. So she was like, well, you have some busted shoes already in the closet. And she was, <laughs> and she told me, she said, it's not hard for you to look homeless because you do it every time you walk out my house. And I was like, oh. She <laughs> so, she <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I threw on some jeans and this ugly little sweater I had that actually was like red, yellow, ironically. And then she okay. went, she went to the store. She bought me glasses. And, um, and, uh, she took a Sharpie and she drew the lightning bolt on my forehead. She drew it on my forehead. And, um, um, and then she bought, uh, she didn't buy the, the black robe. She mistaked mm -hmm. the, she mistaked the Hogwarts robe on the cover of the book for a cape. So she bought me a Dracula cape and I needed a broom to fly on. And so I I wasn't supposed to do this. And needless to say, I got in so much trouble for this. But I took her broom, her kitchen broom at that. And I was like, yep. that's going to be my broomstick. And so I went around the neighborhood trick-or-treating as Black Harry Potter. And I'm pretty sure I got spanked with the broom when she realized that I took it out the kitchen. <laughs> but... <laughs> Black Harry Potter, then she's gonna beat your ass for using a broom. You know, this is ridiculous. But, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I was so. Well, it's, it's still not as bad. At least your mom helped you. You know, I was on my own making this. So okay, cardboard tubes, yes. Yeah. Glued them together. Yeah. Taped them together. Painted it purple. You know, tried to do the heart cut out in cardboard too. Oh, it was horrible. And here's here's the bad part. Now remember. I paid money, good hard-earned chore money, mm -hmm. to get this made. Absolutely. So we go pick it up. Yeah. The dumb bitches didn't even make the gloves right. <laughs> Why they gotta be on that? <laughs> because, like, I gave them detailed, step-by-step -step pictures of figure instructions, okay? They are fooled hand gloves. Okay. So why are you gonna give me the slutty ring gloves that start here, cheap asses? Okay, no. no. That's why I'm calling them dumb bitches. Slutty. It was that point in my life I realized I need to make my own shit from now on because they made the you know how the Sailor Moon skirt is in a V shape? Yeah. Okay. With with the bodysuit? Yeah. They didn't do that. They made it flat all the way around. So it looked like I was like four feet with no fucking torso when I put it on. Okay. <laughs> it looked like somebody had the figure and squished it down to like super deformed chibi size. Oh no. And it just looked, oh, no. it looked horrific. I was so heartbroken. They didn't even make the bows right. Like they didn't make the bow right here right on the sailor uniform or in the back. It was just, I'm like, I paid 75 bucks for this. Not the bow. <laughs> They ruined everything. It was, it was like if the gloves weren't bad enough. Not the bow. It was horrible. It was, the bows were ugly. They like, 
I don't know what they did. I, I think I still saved that outfit just to show people how bad it was. So like, I need to dig it out again. And when I do cosplay panels, like <laughs> I need to hold it up and be like, don't be like these people. <laughs> if I want you to do better than this. I know you all can do better than this. <laughs> like It was horrible. So how old were you when you got this done? I don't know. I was a kid. Oh, almost. <laughs> almost. No, you really <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, yo. You see, you you talk about you talk about giving away like E3 tickets. If if I if if I if I put out San Diego Comic Con tickets for your age, there will be people will be in your window at your door. I'll, I don't think so. I think they're just have the internet, but like, yeah, just nobody's gonna know unless I say you're correct or not. And you know, you you got to make sure it's people who don't personally know me because I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you cheater. <laughs> So okay. You had three tickets. Yes, my friends are. They would wrap me out in. <laughs> so so. Like your ass goes every year. We want to go finally. I'm 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 ratting you out. <laughs> so. I'll tie. So that was your that was your worst cosplay was Sailor Pluto. Have you since yeah. been Sailor Pluto? Like, have you been Sailor Pluto since that? Uh, yes, I've done two alternate outfits of hers, but not that same one. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Like, honestly, I think that shit scarred me so bad. Like, I have a lot of pressure to make it myself. So it's, like, 100% perfect and, like, can't be messed up. But, yeah. No, Sailor Pluto was one of my favorite female characters. God, she, she was one of the original uh, waifus that I had because, um... This is something I talked about in my last interview I had. Being a kid, growing up, um, it was really hard to find female characters with tan skin. Yeah, true. Definitely true. And almost, you know, I looked up to Storm uh, with my other homegirls, you know, growing up. And they loved her because, you know, there's a black female they can, like, look up to in X-Men. But again, for, you know, someone like me who's brown, tan skin, and different, you know, ethnicities put together, it's really hard. And it was always tiring. It was really, really tiring in, like, my favorite cartoons and stuff to always just see, you know, white female lead. White female lead. You know? But at least, at least, like, watching anime, you had all these different type of skin color characters. You know, Definitely. it just wasn't always white skin. So I really respect and love anime for that reason. And then Disney caught on, you know, later on. But um, still, just anime characters being my skin type, long, long ass hair, tan skin. I was just like, I am all about this right now. So, you know, being able to have those types of characters made me really happy. And I'm really, really happy right now with Dragon Ball Super for that matter, because I have tan skin female Saiyans. Holy shit. My life is good. Like, now I get to, you know, cosplay these awesome girls. And now we have, like, female Saiyan characters, like, we could look up to. It's just not always dudes. 
So, so what was so on that subject? Then, what was the? Uh, I guess we'll get back to cosplay in a minute. That's actually an important subject. Uh, what? What? Other than Storm? So, like, we're talking '90s here, and you saw Storm on TV. So, I feel like we're getting a little bit warmer. <laughs> but. <laughs> And you know, being in a nerd family, like it, you're always watching stuff. Ah, we're gonna get somewhere. <laughs> for I mean, for crying out loud, I you know, cousins brought over like old school Astro Boy like cartoons, and we watched those. Or Robotech, okay, so we watched that. You know, it's just I come from a very nerdy family, <laughs> like family plus relatives. There are just so many nerds. So, so it's amazing. So like what was other than Storm then? What was the like what was the first um what was the first female of color you saw on TV? It, um yeah, what was the first female of color you saw on TV? Well, besides Sailor Pluto, um, and I didn't really see her on TV till a long time after. Um, again, besides like Princess Jasmine and Esmeralda and Disney movies, there really wasn't that much going on on American TV. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for anime, old school anime, when it started, like when I started to discover it and find it, you know, God, I remember freaking watching someone brought over during like a family get together, uh, Bastard. Mm. And I saw Arsha's name. And I'm just like, oh my God, there's this gorgeous elf girl and she's got tan skin and she's a badass. And then um, one of my older, older, um, cousins he brought over a record of lotus war and i saw puritus hmm. and i'm just like oh my god you know talk about old so I, again i come from a family of nerds where everyone's like hey check this out you know and whenever there's like a family get together we're all watching this stuff but honestly um god as i can't even remember really the first one but I do remember the two that like always stay in my mind was Felicia mm -hmm. and um, and Sailor Pluto, and then you know later on just a bunch of other characters. Yeah, but those were like two big ones. Cause I know for me it was I saw. Shoot, man. Uh, for me. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you think it's about hard. it. Yeah. Right? It was miss. It was it was Mr. Popo on Dragon Ball, and I was like, uh. <laughs> It was a little weird, and then it was um. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and then it was um, and it really wasn't because see, I loved, I just like you, I watched anime and didn't know it was anime, you know. So I had the Dragon Ball, and I had uh, Cowboy Bebop, I had Outlaw Star, Big O on Adult Swim, I had um. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, but I was happy about that. But I didn't see a black character on television, like, who was the main character until Static. It was Static. That, that, was, that was the one for me, it was Static. Such a damn good show. Yeah. yeah I love Oh, my God. Like, that, the, the whole Kids WV, like, they, they were so ahead of their time. They oh, yeah. Were. Definitely. Definitely. And that's what really, it was static. And then and then Green Lantern, when Justice League came out, and then, um, oh, man, I can't think of it. Because, yeah, because the only other black character, superhero that I really saw 
I always assumed that Beast from X Men was black, just for association purposes, because you know he's not okay. he's not a white character, so he's something other than white. And then um, Spider Man had Blade on it uh, for like mm. two seconds. Yeah, so it was yeah, but it's it's really hard to find characters of color, you know, representation like that. Um, it is. It, it was. It was a problem, you know, uh, and that's why I relate with so many of my friends when I talk to them about this. Is like, you know, we loved all these characters, but until these this one special character popped in, you know, that's what kind of like set it off for us. So you know, and and I was just gonna ask you in anime, like, do you even remember, you know? first black character you saw in an anime yeah it was definitely mr popo from dragon ball that was like the first one i remember everybody else was kind of more like a you know like an extra or like a side yeah but more like an extra so yeah it was I, I never i never actually really thought of him as being black i just thought of him as a genie so but um one of I, i'll tell you one of my favorite uh black characters of all time in any anime is fucking Bob from Tenjo Tenge. Babu. He is have you watched Tenjo Tenge? If I you haven't. I have. I've heard of you, it. Oh shit, you you got to watch it. You got to watch it for Babu. You have to. He's a badass. Okay. I'm so, I got to put that on my he's list. Like, he's like secondary like he's always around the main character. They're like best friends. Okay. So, and he He's a badass fighter. His girlfriend's hilarious. Like you, you'll really like that. So, definitely, he's he's a good character, and I think you would appreciate him yeah. very much. I'm gonna have to write it down. Definitely, there's a lot of anime I gotta catch up on, and I'm I'm not just. I'll send you the link. Just like you're, just like you're not gonna admit your age. I'm not gonna admit the anime that I've actually lapsed on. So we're, <laughs> I'm I'm ashamed. So I'm not even gonna. Like I get, okay, okay. yeah. So so we'll we'll on that right now. We'll agree to disagree on that right now. We're even right now. But if you go on my personal page, you'll see me asking questions about a particular anime, and people will be like, "How have you never seen that?" And I'll be like, "I just need a link, guys." <laughs> wow, he's gonna wrap me out. All right, bet. <laughs> I'm just like curious to know what it is now. Oh no, I'm ashamed. I'm so ashamed. I'm so ashamed. Uh, but, but what? So what? So what was the? Um, so what? What's the? What's the motivation that keeps you cosplaying? What keeps you in the game? Right now, um, first of all, I love it so much. I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. Number two, when I was growing up in this cosplay world, it was so much better. It was so different. Mm. It was like, it, it's not the clusterfuck that it sadly has become right now. And right now, my main goal is to kind of get cosplay back to that golden age, the good parts of the golden age where, you know, there was like, you know, it's like they say in Pirates of the Caribbean, we had rules, we have rules are kind of like guidelines. Yeah. You know, everybody just kind of threw that out the door around 2009 and it just became a clusterfuck and like everybody was calling everything cosplay when it really wasn't mm -hmm. so it's just like okay you guys calm down calm down like this this is what it is this is what it has been for 20 years mm -hmm. you're supposed to follow these rules and everyone's like nope doing my own thing and unfortunately now there's um <clears throat> 
a little bit too much sex-based cosplay, and it kind of cheapens the craft that we've worked so hard all these years to, you know, eat, make better and refine our work, you know, get, get more experience, more detail throughout life. And a lot of girls nowadays feel they need a shit ton of plastic surgery and silicone injections and everything else in and out of their body to cosplay. Now that, and not to interject, that's actually something that, um, most people don't know. Most people don't realize that, I mean, you don't just see it in a booty club. Like, women actually do prosthetics when it comes to cosplay. A lot of, a lot of people don't really realize that. Prosthetics are fine. If you're trying to look like a character that has G-sized titties and you don't have G-sized titties, the next best thing are ginormous push-up bras and, like, those fake boobies they sell, you know, like mm. those chest pieces. And if you can make that work and put it in such a way that it looks real and you match up your skin tone right and everything with them, that's a good cosplay. Like, you took the time to do everything to look like that character. But you, you, know? But you but, know girls who actually get injections for cosplay. Yes, they get boob jobs, plastic surgery in their face, you know, bigger butts, ribs removed, uh, you know, they it, all sorts of stuff, you know, freezing their fat, taking their fat here, putting it there. Like, and I have 14-year-olds and 13-year-olds up to, you know, early 20s girls coming up to me that look up to me when I, like, go as a cosplay guest, you know, out of state to other cons. Mm -hmm. And I do panels and, you know, I'm there at my booth. And they're just like, I've been thinking about getting a boob job. Is that, will that help my cosplay? And I, and I, my message to all these young girls is, the way you're going to get noticed is by being yourself, letting yourself shine through your work. It's more about how well you perceive this character by creating everything, you know, your own. Because back in the day, being a popular cosplayer is you won a bunch of awards, mm -hmm. like first place, best of show awards. You were always seen uh, in competitions and masquerade and stuff doing like a skit. And it was like how well you became that character from head to toe, you know, all the work you did. If you made your wig, if you did your makeup right, if you made your shoes, if you made everything, you know, perfect and you were acting like them and talking like them and you literally brought that character to life. That's, you know, how you became a popular cosplayer, you know, you, you really brought it to life. Holy crap, you know, put a smile on someone's face. And that's what I love doing it. You know, I love the reactions I get from people. But for these girls, I want them to go back to that, mm -hmm. you know? I want them to be able to have confidence in themselves because let's face it, nowadays everyone is so afraid to go outside and say hello to somebody, you know? People lack the, the self-confidence, you know, and the self-esteem to like go out there and be themselves. So I try my hardest to let them be strong and brave with because of them. You know, not not what size boobs you have, but you know who you are as a person, as an individual. So that's that's kind of the thing that I'm trying to do right now is to make sure to inspire as many of this younger generation of nerds in cosplay to just you know basically be yourselves, 
have fun with it, you know, make as much as you can challenge yourself to, you know, make even more, you know, don't, don't try to just buy everything online. It's fine if you're a fan and that's what you want to do. But if you come into a masquerade competition, I'm judging and I see everything is store-bought head to toe, you know, you're not going to get points for it. Definitely. You know, we have we have craftsmanship awards for that, and that's kind of what it's about. So, and and I'm really glad that I've done this and been able to talk to so many girls and kids um, <clears throat> about this in cosplay because I see their progress on Facebook of what what they're doing. Like after I've told them, you know, to try this out and try that out and just be yourselves, they're taking more selfies. They feel more confident. They're practicing more with makeup. You know, they're they're learning how to do better detail in making a costume and they're showing me progression pictures for the next con I'm going to be at and judging the contest so you know I can see their work and their progression throughout and that's like why I'm a big reason of why I'm doing it right now it's because uh, I, I, I hate this but everybody calls me this so I've just kind of accepted it I have now become a cosplay mom <laughs> Yeah, they all call me mom. Um, there are some that I just love to death, and I've told them that I've adopted them. And they'll, like, come from, like, New Mexico and visit over here, and I'll take them around. And some of them that, you know, want to come and see the garment district in L.A. and, you know, shop where all the all the good cheap fabric is. So it's just like I'm cosplay mom. I'm the one, like, telling them, now, sweetie. Go get your wig from over here because it's cheaper than over here. And, you know, I don't even know how it happened, but it just did. I guess I have like that second nature of being like a mom. I want to like protect. I protect all the little ones. Mm -hmm. so. But I mean, but I mean, rather okay. So I, I I get that. Rather you be a role model to these young cosplayers coming up, somebody that I give them direction because. I agree with you. I remember when cosplay was about the art. It was about the craft. It was about like being the character. Yeah. It was almost it was it was almost like theater. It was you know you would go to yeah. a comic con. Yeah, you go to a comic con. You go to an event and you see Batman, and they would be the Batman. They would be Son Goku. And so a lot of a lot of and 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 you know not to not to bash you know not at all. But a lot of women will cosplay, and um, I talk about this all the time to my, you know, my friends. I'll be like, a lot of women will go, and you know, they'll be Wonder Woman, and then they'll be sexy Wonder Woman, and then you'll see six dozen photos of like half naked pictures, and then you'll see like, I don't know, zero suit Samus, and then sexy Samus, and then another six dozen half naked photos, and it's like. I, I do agree with you in a sense that it does take away from the game because are you cosplaying or are you trying to be a model? Because there's a there's a line and a difference. Because yes, you can model while cosplaying, but they're not the same thing. But yeah, I wish I wish a lot of girls would keep it separate and not call it cosplaying, especially when next thing you know they're completely nude with a wig on, calling them themselves this certain character, and then doing like dirty ass porn shit. And, you know, saying it's a cosplay set for sale on Patreon. Like, and this is where I'm telling you, this is why it's become such a clusterfuck. Because where's the border? Where's the line gone? And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, 
in Japan, they had cosplay, you know, porn in Japan. I'm like, no, stop. They had porn stars dressed up as certain hentai porn characters. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was 14 once. I'll I'll go back to say this. There was La Blue Girl, the hentai. There's La Blue Girl, the live action. Are they cosplayers? No. Was this an anime? No, it's a hentai. Mm -hmm. Is this girl cosplayer? No, she was a porn star paid to wear an outfit. Okay, so Japan had that gray area line bordered off. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, this is it. But now, because everybody, you know, a lot of females who call themselves cosplayers, but they don't make anything, they just buy it. Mm -hmm. And then they... And then they turn it slutty, and then they, you know, sell themselves for, you know, quick cash. And that's the kind of the issue that really needs to stop because um, it's funny we're talking about this because here's the thing that really bothers me. From all these females doing this, now the the thirsty creepers of the internet think every cosplayer is like this. Mm-hmm. True. True. So that they are now being predators, looking through, creeping through all the cosplayers they follow on Facebook, looking at all their friends and friends of friends, and this is a complete open source for them. So when I get creepy ass mothers that are asking me for nasty, you know, fetish stuff because they're so obsessed with the character I'm cosplaying, you know. I don't need that. It's it's harassment. It's creepy. You know, I'm a, and I tell them all the time. You know, I'm a cosplayer, not a fetish model. Go somewhere else. And I have one guy who's been like harassing me for months now hmm. about my feet, and he wants me to do all these gross videos and stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no. Here's the thing. I am a female samurai. My honor and, and, you know, my rules and morals are, like, all the way up here. Mm -hmm. They cannot be touched. You trying to bribe me for a couple hundred dollars? Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, yeah, you can give me a couple hundred dollars and, like, I will dropkick your ass, you know. (laughs) Because that's all you're going to get. But seriously, it's like, I need the girls in this newer generation to realize to be strong against these creepy ass people because if they're bothering me they've gone through my friend list now they're bothering my my 16 year olds that i'm trying to protect and look up you know that look up to me absolutely yeah and so now there's like this spider-man great responsibility that i feel because you know i want to make sure nothing happens to these cosplayers who are my friends now who you know i'm a role model to and they're getting all these creepy bastards, you know, trying to push them for, you know, easy money. Because the guy who's been harassing me, like, he just, you know, it's been a few months and he's just like, okay, $1,000 for a video of your feet and socks and stuff. And I'm like, no. What? No chance. What? I'm like, no chance. And then he goes, but I'm really desperate for this, please. You know, you're you're the best blank blank cosplayer there is and I just really want you know, a cosplay of this. It's just like, you know, again, and this is the issue. I'm a cosplayer 
and that's it, you mm. know? Just because I cosplay doesn't mean I'm gonna, like, do dirty, porn, nasty-ass shit for you. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And because of all this nonsense, you know, you know, everybody calling it cosplay and it just being a hot mess and a cluster, like, we're now getting these people. You know, they, instead of them being on their fetish websites, now they're coming to cosplayers. Because it's cheaper, they feel like they can, you know, use them and bribe them. And, you know, now, now some poor girl got, you know, swindled thinking that this was a good idea somehow because, you know, no <clears throat> parents are there to guide her and like now she's just pulled herself short for some dude and now there's you know video of her doing whatever they asked yeah definitely for a couple hundred bucks and you sold yourself out for that you know so this is where i want it to stop and this is where like i want it to try to like kind of go back to that good old age that we remember cosplay was fun mm -hmm. and like and it wasn't a fetish, and it wasn't like, you know, porn-based. It was good old cosplay. So hopefully hopefully we can get back to that. So I, That's my goal. So why do you feel like... So, and it, it is the thing. This is the thing. There's always been a stigma with male nerds, right? There's always been... Well, a stigma with male fe with nerd females, too. So the, the thing... Yeah. The stigma is that nerd females don't exist. Y'all are like unicorns. And then, and then male nerds never get any play. So it's like... Why do you think these women target cosplay knowing their audience is going to be nerds? Do you think that maybe logic, you know, maybe they're thinking, well, you know, he's a nerd. He's not going to get any more play. So maybe I could bring his attention to me. I think it's all a manipulation factor. So, yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, give me, give me one second. Hold on, hold on. Absolutely. Excuse me, I need to grab a hitbox. Plug, hitboxes. Hitbox, give us free stuff. Okay. I that second the free stuff. <laughs> I definitely play Injustice. I always do that because, like, um, I don't know if you watch Rick and Morty, but when he's going on that Nintendo DS rant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, Nintendo, give us free stuff, you know, so I always do that. Because, like, if I'm going to talk about your product, I'm going to ask to give me free stuff if I'm going to do it for free. Definitely. No, I agree. I agree. Shoot. I play fighting games, too. I, well, here's the thing. I think with the, going back to the subject, it mm. is a manipulation um, issue and subject. Um, again, people, like I was saying, people are so... They, they're so set in their room, in their own online world... They lack self-confidence, you know, and self-esteem. You know, they're, they really just don't know how to socially interact in the world. And when they do, they come out socially awkward. Mm -hmm. So I think for a lot of guys out there, which the Internet does call thirsty for all the nerds out there, is that these thirsty dudes are just running to these chicks and throwing all this money just to talk to them like you and I are talking over Skype and stuff for, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, here's a couple more hundred, here's a couple more hundred. Oh, okay, here's my boobs, you know. Yeah. And, and that, that's, they get off on that thrill. It's like a dog chasing a car, you know. It's all about the chase, but when he gets to the car and it finally stops, he doesn't know how to fucking drive it. So it's kind of, I, I think that's what it is, and girls realize that. And I've always been a person 
and a cosplayer like I'm saying female samurai, I'm not going to manipulate a lonely person, you know, just to get money out of them. Yeah. I'm so against that. Like, I'm here for people to talk to. If you can have the guts to just come and talk to me at a con and you want to support me and buy a picture, awesome. But, you know, and again, these girls are like, oh, I won't smile in any of the photos that I take with you unless you're one of my Patreon, you know, subscribers or they, you know, these whack ass rules they have. Mm. Or I take a picture with you unless you give me $20 and you follow me on Patreon. Like, that's not what any of this is about. And, you know, y'all just need to stop and figure out what you can do for a job and keep cosplay as your hobby. Because, <laughs> let's face it, your, your, your work is not going to last forever. True. You're, you're going to age. Those, those silicone titties are going to sag. You know, your, skin's gonna, your skin is going to not be able to hold them up. Not the saggy you nipples. Know, not, not the saggy nipples. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you, you know, I, I was lucky throughout cosplay. And yeah, it killed my popularity for a long time because, mm. I, you know, I had to work. Yeah. So, you know, I had to work and do stuff. But I'm glad that at least I can, you know, say that I am a, you know, a freelancer and the freelancing I've done for the last past few, like three, four years, is at Apple headquarters. Hmm. And that has paid for me to cosplay like constantly the last three or four years. So, okay, I got my side hustle. And that's, you know, and I'm glad that I don't have to, you know, degrade myself to such levels just to be able to cosplay. And I want girls out there to be above that, too. Hmm. You know, girls and guys, it's the same. I want everybody to not degrade themselves just for cosplay. Because let's let's face it, when whenever and if ever your cosplay popularity dies, what are you going to do? What do you have to fall back on besides the boyfriend that pays for everything? Oh. You know? <laughs> And when he gets tired of your shit, if he ever gets tired of your shit and dumps you or, you know, makes you get a job, what are you going to do? What do you have on your resume besides cosplay? Hmm. Wow. And, and this is what I tell people. Thanks to cosplay, I've been able to have so many opportunities and doors open for me. I've filmed in Hollywood. I've modeled. I've been in magazines. I've been on TV. Okay, I bet I was on G4 TV so many times, you know, I have all these, all these great credentials of, you know, acting and stunt acting. And not only that, let's get into the industry market of it. I now work with awesome people like Alex Valle at Wednesday Night Fights or Jabaley who runs, you know, CEO and CEO Otaku. I made sure like through cosplay, I was able to build business relations, not just with popular cosplayers, mm -hmm. the companies that the characters I'm cosplaying are coming from, you know, I'm making sure to talk to them. Capcom, Funimation, you know, you, you need to market yourself in such a respectful way 
that you're able to make these good connections and then kind of make a job from it. So if you needed to, you know, mm -hmm. if, if you needed to, I, if, you know, I could do PR or marketing for, you know, so-and-so or, you know, that you have to, I, I want people and I tell the kids this too, that look up to me, like start realizing what you like doing while you're cosplaying start trying to build connections with the companies. So, you know, most most old school cosplayers that I know, they work for Square Enix. Mm. They work for Capcom. They're game developers. You know, they they have some sort of job, you know, if if they did Photoshop for their own pictures back in the day and learned like old school Photoshop, now they're doing like graphic design. So, you always got to make sure you have a fallback. So, do you feel me, like I'm sorry, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no. oh I was going to say, for me, I'm really good at creating, working with my hands. Mm -hmm. So I became a product stylist, and that's what I do my freelancing for. All the hardware and, you know, techware, all the third-party products that come in for Apple, because I have, you know, an eye for detail and I pay attention to it, I'm there making sure the product looks perfect, there's no dust on it, no fingerprints, you know, for a phone case or a new phone or something, and, you know, I'm styling it, and I work with a photographer, learning photography, and then, you know, you end up seeing my work on the website. Hmm. So, are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna recreate headphones for the Apple? Because, uh, aren't you guys lacking headphones? I'm not part of, <laughs> I'm not part of making it, I'm just part of making it look good. Oh, okay. I'm not a, there. Um, just take after they're done making the <laughs> we take it into a, a room and we make it look prettier. <laughs> so, do you feel like okay? So you network, this, and uh, this probably be my last. Yeah, this might, this will be my last question, and then I'm gonna have to get you back on the show so we can talk about the other half of you, which is gaming. <laughs> We're gonna have to do that in another episode, definitely. But um, I, I don't. I definitely don't mind. I enjoy talking with you. What interview? I thought we were just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That, that's the point. That's the point. But so do you feel like, final thought, do you feel like you say you you net, you you know you use cosplay, use your craft, use your art to network. And I know you said, um, you know, you you know, you were recognized by a lot of uh infamous people within the nerd community for your cosplays, a lot of big names. Do you feel like the girls who do cosplay, but then use it for those lewds and those Patreon accounts and the porn. Do you feel like they're hindering their opportunities by doing so? Do you think that people actually go back and look and be like, well, I don't want to work with her because she's half naked nine out of ten times and I don't want that for my image? Like, do you think people actually look at that? See, I know for a fact um, a few years back, like seven, eight years back, they did. Mm -hmm. They didn't work with cosplayers because they didn't want any kind of slutty girls lowering their, you know, company name. Hmm. And throughout those years from now to back then, there have been a lot of infamously popular, famous cosplayers that worked with these big companies. And because they just are kind of shit people... They, these people, these companies don't want to work with them anymore. Hmm. I have had Capcom tell me, well, we worked with so-and-so, and she was really high maintenance and stuff, so we don't deal with cosplayers anymore, you know, because of this or because of that. Hmm. Like, I have heard this 
from many different companies. The last one I heard it from was Capcom last year uh, during an Evo party. But, you know, they don't want to work with cosplayers because a lot of these girls have attitudes. Huh. They act like famous celebrities or divas. They don't show up on time. They're not professional, you know, and they've kind of ruined it for anybody else who, you know, wants to represent this company, you know, as a model or, you know, a professional cosplayer because of this stuff. So, you know, it's gotten, it's become harder and harder for, you know, big companies to, you know, and a lot of companies, it's sad to say, especially in the video game world, they have cut back on costs, you know, they lay off people left and right, you know, they're trying to save money. So Definitely. a lot of the time they don't want to pay for a cosplayer, pay for their hotel, pay for their badge, you know, to have them be standing around taking pictures at a booth. Yeah. So Definitely. Yeah. If anything, nowadays, because of the nonsense that happened and the bad experiences with, you know, famous cosplayers and these companies, they don't want to work with cosplayers anymore. Hmm. So, um, it's, it's really tough. Um, and if they do, you're not going to get paid. You probably won't even get a hotel room unless they really like you or you know somebody. And uh, you'll get a badge. And they'll want you to work the floor from open to close for like two out of the three days. And then if you're lucky, you get like one day to run around yourself. Hmm. So that's kind of the shit deal you get from doing that stuff now. Yeah. And again, this is one reason why everybody's doing lewds or nudes on their own in the privacy of their own home because they're making more money instead of, you know, working for a company. So I, I actually really would like to know um, if companies still care if they do porn or dirty things like that, if they look at that when, um, even conventions, because, mm. you know, I'll tell you this, I put in my application and a huge ass resume of all the professional work I've done to try and be a cosplay guest at Kamehakan, mm -hmm. which is the big Dragon Ball Con coming up in Texas. Yeah, I know that's one of your goals. It, it is, and you know, I still haven't heard from him. Oh. But my best friend, Julian J, since, since he's Trunks in real life, I guess a few months back, someone from Funimation hit him up, and another person from Kamehakan hit him up. But, um, and I know one other guy who is like, Goku in real life kind of and he he's already going to be there because he works directly with Funimation to be at their booths so good job for him he did it right you know mm. and he was a dude so going up all again uh, against all the female competition you know that's hard to do so him and Julian are doing it right and you know I respect that but I haven't heard back from Kamehakan uh, everyone was supposed to hear back from them if you made it or not April 2nd. Mm -hmm. So like every day I'm just like waiting and I don't think they realized how many people probably were going to apply. Yeah. And, and again, even they stated that I think all they do is pay for your booth mm -hmm. and they don't give you hotel or they don't give you, you know, flight out there. Mm -hmm. 
So that's really going to be tough for anybody who isn't already living in Texas who is going to be a cosplay guest, you know, for the con. Because we got, if I if they do say yes to me, it's going to be like a $1,000 round-trip ticket because it's so last minute. It's yeah. less than a month away, you know. So it's, it's like stuff like this that gets really stressful, you know, when you're trying to get out there and trying to be like a cosplay guest and stuff and, you know, things just aren't going well. So it's, it's tricky. It's, it's very tricky. And, you know, I hope to even just hear if I have like a yes or no from KamehaCon. Because like I, I have everything right now, like on hold. I'm just like waiting because, you know, this is going to be tricky. <laughs> Let's hope you make the list. So give us the... I hope Give us the upcoming projects. What are you, what are you doing? Give us the Twitter. Give us the Instagram. Give us the Snapchat. What's up with that? Give us the age. Okay. I'm just playing. I don't do Snapchat. I don't do Snapchat or age. I don't know age <laughs> but um, I um no, I won't do Snapchat. I I don't like dick pics. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll get those. You're right. Yeah, didn't think yeah, about that. Yeah, no, I already get them enough, and I don't want them anymore. You know that shit, like that. That shit, you send that shit to me, I'm like rolled up in a ball crying. You guys, you're mean. Don't bully me like that. I uh, know online bullying. Whatever. Who knows if it's even yours or not. Just like Googling penises and freaking sending them. It's ridiculous. Anyway, enough about that. Um, so Instagram is kitty kaboom, all one word, underscore. Twitter, kitty kaboom. That's four O's. Because there are like 30 other kitty kabooms, but mine's the one with four O's. And in all of my pictures right now, you're going to see me as Majin21. So white hair, pink skin, glasses, that's me. So you know you've got the right like uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Facebook pages go kaboom. So if you want to like it, go on ahead. I, I think Facebook is dead, so I don't really care. <laughs> as we're <laughs> filming on Facebook, she says this. <laughs> about having a bunch of Facebook page likes that's that's just me that's that's just me understood you know, I, I I can't believe Facebook tells me the truth you know <laughs> and and especially like last night I I wrote a post saying I was sick and a sick off some like fast food I ate last night mm. and then all of a sudden Facebook's like donate to sick charities <laughs> and, Always for yourself, Facebook. It's always about you, you know. <laughs> it's always about you. So I stay off of it. But, you know, um, I have a coffee account. That's where all my pictures go. If you guys want to see, that's that's the thing getting updated like a Facebook page all the time is my coffee account. It's just ko-fi.com slash kittykaboom. You'll find me. And I have it posted on my Twitter and my Instagram as well. Those are like the main three I'm always on. Okay, and we'll leave the descriptions. We'll leave the the links in the descriptions after we post all these videos everywhere. Um, but all right, so we're gonna get out of here because we've been sitting here for an hour and fifteen on some interesting subjects. I definitely got to get you back so we can talk about the gaming yeah. because you definitely yeah. posted some really good stuff about gaming on your page, and we need to get to that because that is also a uh, really big topic especially with all the you know ready player one coming out and bringing awareness to gaming and how gaming's evolved we're definitely going to get into that maybe we can get you back on the show next week but i appreciate it 
And uh, this is uh, Kitty Kaboom and Jonathan D'Angelo, a.k.a. Johnny D, signing off of Facebook. You guys have a nice day.